0: The end of a life is a sad occasion, but listen as our friend Randy with Stokes, Prock and & Munt and the Cremation Society tells us about how the end-of-life
1: services they facilitate serve a role they do not take lightly. But as we celebrate a person's life and even tell funny stories about them, that's a very healing thing. I mean, if you can take a family that's crying, sobbing, and get them laughing about the person that died, that's very healing. That's a very important thing, you know. I mean, we take our work very, very seriously. Randy and the folks at Stokes,
0: Proc & Munt, along with the Cremation Society, are available to answer any of your questions, including pre-planning your arrangements. Check them out online and on
1: social media. Hey folks, this is 13 and 3, otherwise known as Mogi and JC, welcoming you to another fantastic episode of the Breakout Sessions podcast. This episode is sponsored by Riverside Bike and Skate and LSM Chiropractic. We would like to welcome our featured guests to this podcast, Minnesota State University Lady Mavericks, Charlotte Akravic and Anna Wilgren.
0: Mogi. Hey ladies, thanks so much for uh, agreeing to Be on our podcast here
1: down in beautiful Mankato, Minnesota.
0: So uh, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us.
1: This is going to be an absolute pleasure. You know, I'm going to start out, Moggy. Looking at the resume of these ladies is quite extensive. You know, we look at uh, Anna, scholar-athlete in hockey, tennis, track, leading scorer in school history in her high school, four-time All-Conference, three-time All-State, and we haven't even gotten into college yet. And then we're looking at Charlotte, Wisconsin High School Player of the Year, state champion, four-time All-Conference, three-time All-State, and yet we still haven't reached college. Some high achievers, JC. Yep, something we have never achieved. Well, I'm
0: looking at the all-academic team, so, um, boy, I, I better watch myself today.
1: Yeah, we'll just leave our – yeah, we'll, we'll watch ourselves. But, ladies, when you started playing hockey – Did you play with the girls? Did you play with the boys? What created such a hockey ability in each one of you? Charlotte?
3: I think, well, for me growing up, I played boys all the way until high school. And I think a lot of girls in my high school team in the area around my age group did the same thing, like Ava Keeson, the Carmody girls, boys all the way up. And all these girls are playing college now. And I think, Anna, you kind of had a similar experience with that.
2: Yeah, I played boys all the way through seventh grade, and then I switched to girls my eighth grade year and through high school as well.
1: Do you think that that gave you, you know, nothing against the girls' programs, they have certainly come a long way in the last decade, but do you think playing with boys and against boys helped your careers a little bit better?
2: I think so, yeah. I mean, in Hudson, the girls' programs were just kind of starting when I was starting out too, so there weren't that many girls, so... Playing boys just kind of, we had more numbers, it was a lot more competitive, um, and just kind of, I feel like, upped my game a lot, just because it was, I don't know, the atmosphere was just a lot more, like I said, competitive, and kind of had to work a little harder to get where I was.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte?
3: Kind of same for me. I know, I mean, just playing with boys in general, they're a lot, like physically, they're a lot bigger, they're a lot stronger, so just... I think that it really helped my hockey awareness and just kind of like being ready for anything because there's some, I don't know, some of those guys out there are a little bit, you don't know what they're going to do next. So it just, it helped my hockey awareness and just, it was competitive all the time. They didn't care if you were a girl, you were just another player. So that was fun.
0: So what about when you did get into high school and you started playing exclusively against other girls? What was that like then with no checking now, right?
2: I never actually checked with boys because they made that rule switch right, as I was a Peewee, but it definitely was an adjustment. It wasn't quite as physical still, and just, I don't know, just playing with all new people was brand new, Um, new coaches, and just kind of the speed of the game was a little bit different, but once we got used to it, I think it was super fun.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the girls I came in with in high school, they had played boys all the way up too, so it was like I don't know. It was physical, and it was consistent. It just wasn't the, like, you weren't getting blown up or something in, in practice or a game. It was just, I don't know. It was pretty similar, I guess. You
1: okay. know, we haven't talked to about where each of you are from. You know, Charlotte hails from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and Anna from uh, Hudson, Wisconsin. And, you know, both of you ended up eventually playing uh, hockey against each other as the years progressed. But before I get into that, you know, Charlotte, I know that you grew up with a dad, who was quite a hockey player in his own right, and then also brothers. What was that like in the competitive nature in your family growing up with a a hockey family?
3: I think just starting with my brothers, uh, just any sport, really. uh, We were always doing something. We were always competing with each other. One of us was always getting beat up by the other two. And so it was nice having, like, I don't know, opponents and teammates constantly. And then I mean, growing up, I skated with him all the time. And my dad was in the summer. He did summer skates for us and always kind of kept us on the ice. So he was never really like my coach directly for a season or a team, but he was just constantly coaching me and helping me improve to the player I am today.
1: Anna, did you have uh, any competitive nature within your household as well?
2: Uh, my dad did play hockey. He was nowhere near the player that Andy was, but uh, my bro- I have an older brother. He's three years older than me, and he's always just towered over me. He's about 6'4 now, and he played football and hockey growing up, and just having that kind of monster just right there in my face all the time really, I think, just made me a lot tougher and kind of forced me to fight my own battles he, he didn't mess around when we were growing up
1: <laughs> so when you guys were growing up and playing on the rinks with uh, the brothers did you guys end up in the snowbank once in a while or into the boards occasionally
3: definitely a couple yeah. face washes here and there and just yeah never good <laughs> yeah.
1: toughened you up a little bit
0: then
2: for sure
0: <laughs> hey that's where you learn how to play that's where you learn how to take it you either take it or you go home right mm-hmm. <laughs> and Obviously, these two decided they were going to take it. Probably <laughs> yes. dished a little bit out, too, here and there, yeah, uh, I imagine. would imagine they got a shot in her, two, which is good. We
2: <laughs> did our best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember playing against each other in, in the Big Rivers Conference of Northern Wisconsin?
3: Vividly, yes. Yes, I <laughs> oh, remember it quite well.
0: <laughs>
1: vividly, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so obviously, are, these, are these good memories, ladies, or tell us about what you remember?
3: Sometimes good, sometimes bad. I mean, I just remember, I mean, it was always kind of, like, I feel like, in girls' high school hockey, and specifically Wisconsin, there are always a couple players on the other team you know really well because they stood out, and Anna was that for Hudson. And so, I don't know, I just remember one time Harrington came to watch one of our games, and it, she played really well.
2: <laughs> I didn't, on the other hand.
3: It was just a it was a bad memory for me, but we always kind of went back and forth in high school.
2: Yeah, I mean – for me, it was my last high school game, so this was <laughs> definitely just stands out in my head. But her team de- just came to play that day, and mine did not. But um, I just remember she was just so solid defensively, and I just was doing everything that I could to get past her, and I just could not do anything to get <laughs> just even a shot, let alone a goal. Um, and just it was her, and then I remember Abigail Stowe. She plays at River Falls now, and Ava Keeson. But those three together were just really, really tough to play against. And I don't know, to this day, I think they're just progressing further and further.
1: Awesome. You know, Charlotte, you mentioned (laughs) Harrington. You're talking about Coach Harrington Mm -hmm. here at uh, Mankato. And uh, so was he trying to catch your eye at the time, or you were trying to catch his eye, and and it faltered on the the day he was scouting? Or what Uh, occurred there?
3: Yeah, at this point, I think I was... It was in my junior year, I believe, so I was already committed at this point. And he had seen me play before then or, like, like however many times. He was kind of everywhere watching Elite League. But just that game specifically, I remember he was there, and it wasn't my best day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, you had mentioned earlier before we started uh, uh, recording that – Charlotte, you took a shot and uh, Anna blocked it. And how did that turn out for you, Anna?
2: You know, it's it was really not great. Um, it <laughs> broke my foot, and then to make matters worse, they still scored off of my rebound. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think Charlotte got, got a, a two for one. The wood. <laughs> yeah. Salt in the
0: wound there. Tough
2: oh. day all around. <laughs>
0: okay so oh, yeah. well, how, how much time did you miss with the broken foot
2: um it was the end of the season and okay. it was just like a little fracture so it was it was i think it was three weeks four weeks but
0: yeah what if she hit you there now with this oh my
2: big heavy I shot she's my got foot now would fall off <laughs> her shot is so hard
1: got a little cannon do you go charlotte yes i yeah. don't know
2: if i'd call it that
1: <laughs> okay what age charlotte did you start playing hockey
3: um, well, I was on skates I, for as long as I can remember. My dad just bring me to the outdoor rinks and just literally holding me and dragging my feet around. And then I was, a f- I did figure skating for a bit and then I just decided that wasn't for me after my mom didn't bring me flowers to every one of my competitions <laughs> or performances. I decided to quit then. And then I think probably maybe like five or six, I started playing just mini mites or whatever that
2: was.
1: And Anna, how about you?
2: Um, I think I started skating when I was about two or three. My dad would bring me and my brother to open hockey in Stillwater, Minnesota every day in the summer. And obviously I wasn't in school yet, so he would bring me every single day in the school year, too, because he worked nights. And then I remember my parents telling me that I started off on figure skates, and my brother was wearing black hockey skates. And I immediately was like, I want black skates, just like John. And then from that day on... um was in hockey skates, and I started playing normal hockey, I think, when I was four for Hudson, and it was Hudson all the way through.
0: So when you look at your off-season when you're playing in the high school, did you two ever play together on any off-season programs, like Team Wisconsin or anything like that?
2: I didn't play Team Wisconsin, but I feel like we played together in maybe like that senior festival thing. Oh, sure, at the end of your senior year. Okay, sure.
1: Any other times that you guys have uh, battled against each other other than high school or or been teammates until college?
3: I mean, we we both did track in high school, too, so we got a good taste of each other there and just sprinting and stuff, but I don't know. We've always kind of been in the same bubble, but more often competing against each other than with each other.
0: So not friends yet competitors we were
3: friends We were friends. yeah friends? friendly competition friendly yeah.
0: competition okay good so tell us about the rivalry between Hudson High School and the Eau Claire Stars in hockey what's that like
3: I think just the BRC as a whole I mean now is I mean, like our I think playing kind of on that side of Wisconsin all the teams are really good but Hudson and Eau Claire specifically I mean growing up just even on the boys side you're playing for play downs Hudson Eau Claire Hudson Eau Claire so that kind of you kind of grew up hating Hudson, regardless, boys and girls side. And I think the boys think that too, but it was always super com- competitive because I think we knew the most, like the other team, the best, like off the ice yeah. too. And so it was always just fun to be a part of, and those are the games I think I remember the most.
0: So you talk about the, the rivalry, Hudson-Eau Claire. We talked to a couple of uh, young Eau Claire boy hockey players this, uh, during the podcast, and one of them told us they've never beaten Hudson since he started playing hockey. Really? So that was his big goal. Yeah, he, I think he's a Bantam this year.
2: Wow. Yeah. That's, Go Hudson.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, evidently. <laughs> They're a powerhouse lately. They're yeah. really yeah. Two years in a row the, for yeah. the boys, yeah. state
1: champs. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, Charlotte, at what age did colleges start come calling?
3: I think I want to say around the end of my freshman year in high school when we started having like – Central District tryouts and like national camps and things like that. I think is when coaches started reaching out with like the emails saying we're we're kind of interested because they couldn't directly contact me at this point. But then I'd say yeah, just freshman year and then progressed and I ended up committing my sophomore year end of the year.
1: Was there more than one college that was interested?
3: Yeah, I talked to other a couple other schools as well, but I think Mankato, looking at it was it was the best fit for me, and I thought. I could get the most out of my college experience here playing hockey and, in
1: school. And what are you studying?
3: I'm studying communication sciences and disorders.
1: And are your grades up?
3: They're they're pretty good right now, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big smile on her face. I don't I don't know if she's telling the truth I'm or not. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> How about you, Anna?
2: I am studying dietetics.
0: Okay. And what about your choice of Mankato? Had other folks reached out to you as well?
2: Yeah, I was talking to some other schools, but kind of the same thing. I just felt like this would be the best fit, and my brother also went here. Oh, that's nice. he played football, so I kind of had been around the campus and got to know it pretty well. So. Sure. Yeah. Okay,
0: it is a beautiful campus. We drove around a little bit. Granted, it's rainy and yucky yeah. out there, but but looks like it's probably a pretty beautiful campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice.
1: You know, getting back to the grades, uh, so our listeners know, both of these ladies have been on the WCHA all-academic team. So I guess that just goes to show you that they have been studying along with their uh,
0: yeah, uh, I hockey.
1: Think, I think the grades are probably pretty pretty good. Yeah, so doing very well. You know, let's, uh, let's talk about what caught the eye of scouts. What did you guys each have in your own resume that, wanted a hockey team, uh, a team wanted you to come and play for them. Charlotte, what was it that stood out in your hockey playing days that Skelts were looking at you?
3: I think, like, for me, I'm obviously taller. So, number one, kind of, like, my size helped me out, and I was also relatively mobile, too. And so I think just being able to kind of get going as, like, a taller person and still be somewhat offensive helped me a lot but i think for girls specifically and anna and i included like our i think our hands and like our shots we i mean skating with boys we had to have a pretty decent shot and like hands to get out of situations so i think those kind of set us apart the most
1: anna how about you
2: i would agree with that and then also the physicality that i think we developed playing with boys helped a lot and kind of set us apart <coughs> Um, as well as just our, I don't know, I think we're both pretty offensive. So just being able to kind of showcase that as a defenseman.
3: Sorry, I just choked on water.
1: <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> so now you both come, you know, you come to Mankato, um, entering as a freshman, Charlotte. Does Coach Harrington talk to you about what he's expecting from you as a freshman and, and what, uh, what the aspirations are of the team? I
3: think he never – like, he never – he had expectations for us and the fact that, we, like, we'd show up, show up every day and, like, give our best. And what he wanted most from us was effort. And from there he kind of formed, like, probably maybe midway through the season, like, kind of more expectations of, like, what, like, kind of projected we see you as and how you can help our team the best. And I think that's just kind of grown, like, year by year, like, what – what you give. And then, I don't know, he just kind of builds expectations off of that.
1: All right. And now that you're here, Anna, um, you, you're an experienced veteran with this hockey team. You've got an incoming freshman. What do you say to a prospective freshman that might want to come to Mankato? Why do you want that freshman to come here?
2: Um, I think it's just a really great place to develop both as a person and a hockey player. And I think one thing that he does really well is he, um, kind of takes you in as the player that you are, and then builds that. He doesn't try to really change your game at all. So I don't. Know, I think if you're confident in the the way you play hockey, then you're going to be a great fit.
1: All right, and Charlotte, you've excelled to the point where you're playing D one hockey. Looking back, is there anybody that you feel has been the mentor? in your life that has helped you get to the next level or a coach that you want to give a shout out to
3: um well obviously my parents my dad I mean he's clearly shaped me into the, the hockey player I am today and even my mom just supporting me and everything and simmering my dad down at times but <laughs> I think a lot of it I have to attribute to my high school coaches Tom Bernhardt and Jordan Fish they really just presented me with every opportunity in high school and I mean, there's still two people who I look back on to this day that they're the reason I got to this point.
1: You know, I'm going to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors right now. LSM Chiropractic is the largest chiropractic clinic group in Wisconsin, helping hockey players at every level get aligned so that they can play better. As the team chiropractors for many hockey teams, including the Wisconsin Badgers, and the madison capitals they look forward to treating you with 18 clinics in cell central wisconsin and the badgers are a wcha rival of you guys is that correct that's correct so what's it like when you guys step on the ice against this team you know this has got to be the first year they haven't gone to the frozen four in probably seven years what's it like facing a team that's got that you know resume behind them anna
2: yeah i mean you just know that they're going to come ready to play and you have to do the same. Um, just before those games, you just kind of sit down and you're like, okay, this is going to be a fast paced game. They're going to play the game the right way. And it's kind of just up to us to like kind of match that and just bring our best that we possibly can. Charlotte. Yeah. I think i tie Wisconsin into just
3: like to the rest of our conferences as well. Like, Every game with our any team in our conference Wisconsin included it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a close game and you really do have to show up because otherwise things are going to get bad quickly and it'll show on the scoreboard. <laughs>
1: <But>. <laughs> you know, and I kind of skipped over a little bit uh, you know, looking back at your career and where you've made it so far. Anybody that you look back at as as a mentor or a coach that really helped you along the way?
2: Um, I would say starting with Probably my U14 year, one of my best friend's parents was my coach, Troy Miller, and he kind of just was the first person that I really didn't know much about college hockey. I didn't really know I wanted to play it, but he was kind of the first person to put that in my ear and just really believe in me. And then going into high school, um, Greg Gamash was my coach my first three years, and he was with me through the whole recruiting process and helped me a lot with that. And then my last year, Karim Bibe, who was an Olympian, And Matt Sapporo was my coach as well. And they both really, I think they kind of set me up really well for the college kind of dynamic. And they kind of shaped my game that last year into something that would fit really well into the college game. Rather than kind of just playing Wisconsin high school, you can kind of do a lot more than you really should as a defenseman.
0: (laughs) So I, I, I was, that leads me to my next question. And that's a great lead in. So you're playing Wisconsin high school, and let's face it, uh, uh, women hockey, women's hockey in Wisconsin is growing and growing and growing, and that's just phenomenal. And the uh, the level of play is getting so much better, and the skill level is, is getting so much better. It's just been amazing to watch. I had a niece who played uh, at UW River Falls, and uh, just had a had a great career, and and it was fun. It was an eye opener for me. Um, so as high school seniors, Kay, you're committed to. Uh, Mankato. And what was that like? Stepping on the ice for the first time. You come off a, in an unbelievably heralded high school careers, and all of a sudden now you're freshman in the WCHA. What were the differences between there and high school?
3: I mean, it was it was kind of night and day. I mean, like in the you play against the college girls in the summer, kind of going into it, and we were here in the summer training with the team, but then actually getting into that first game, it's like. This We're here now, like <laughs> like school go. you got you gotta figure nice. it out a little bit <laughs> sink or swim, but I think every every second of it was exciting and just like the more you play the more like you just you want more it was just it was such a thrill and rush to get on the ice for the first time.
2: That's a really good way to put it. you kind of just want more and you know like it was the same way going into high school like it's just always an adjustment and it kind of just leaves you wanting to work harder and just kind of progress to that point that you know you can get to and this is a great league to do that in I mean it's the best league in women's college hockey um and like Charlotte said earlier every single game is just a battle and coming in as a freshman it was definitely kind of a slap in the face that first couple games and you're like I remember playing Ohio State my first WCHA game and I was like Oh my, I just was like floundering. I was like, I was just get the puck up, like get it off the wing and get off the ice. But then, I don't know, you just develop so much more confidence as the years go on. And I don't know, it's kind of cool to just look back on that and see where we were and just kind of turn around and help the freshmen coming in now to, to get, I don't know, where they can be.
0: It was funny when you said uh, you're playing Wisconsin hockey and you said sometimes you end up doing <laughs> things you probably shouldn't and you try those things now. Doesn't gets quite, one of those teams out as well. uh yeah, so I think that's that's a good point to make for some of our younger listeners, you know, where you don't try to do too much, mm-hmm. just do what you need to do and do your job, yeah, and uh, that's what gets you in trouble when you start trying to do those little extra things sometimes Definitely, yeah yeah,
1: so let's talk about coach Harrington, you know, um we had the pleasure of interviewing him earlier and and he uh Obviously he's got quite the resume including a gold medal from the 1980 Olympics. What kind of um energy does he bring to a practice? You know, what types of things does he say that wants that you want to catch as he's saying it so that you know that you're doing the right thing. I would
2: say he's a very passionate person. During a practice, he really he pays a lot of t- attention to detail and he's not afraid to kind of slow down a practice and stop and make sure you're doing it right. Like, he's not afraid to tell you that you're doing it wrong, um, which is something that I think we can all appreciate once you get used to it. Um, and I think just looking at all of his credentials, he you can't argue what he's gone through and what he's accomplished. So just kind of taking a step back and realizing what you have right in front of you as your coach is just an honor honestly just to be able to play for somebody who's been through so much and he does know what he's talking about and he i don't know like i said he's just not afraid to tell you if you're doing it wrong
1: (laughs) How, how do you receive that though charlotte i mean when he's telling you that you're you need to improve in some sort of hockey skill on the ice are you able to receive that pretty well
3: yeah just nod your head and just try to do it better next time next time in the drill but i don't know he's he's super consistent too and like he'll, he'll let you know when you're doing things right he'll let you know when you're doing things wrong but i think for him it just comes down to effort like you can't mm-hmm. get mad if you're giving 100 percent effort but it's i think practices with him are super fun and entertaining like he's in drills he's keeping like He's sometimes you're shooting the puck at the point. You gotta keep your head up because he might just be going into screen and tip or something going in for a high redirect. Yeah. You never <laughs> know. So <laughs> he's involved and he keeps practices going and energetic, and I think it really has helped our team this year.
0: I'm gonna give another shout out to another sponsor, Riverside Bike and Skate, Eau Claire's hockey headquarters, which is the oldest hockey store in the state of Wisconsin. Buy hockey gear from the people that play and know the game. Riverside Bike and Skate. So, uh, ladies, tell me a little bit about the experience this year, where you actually had five goaltenders throughout the season, and tell me about the gal that uh, you had to pull out of the dorm. She, uh, yeah, from basically from the general student body. I mean, how cool is that for her?
3: I mean, it was it was an experience to say the least. And Avery, the girl in question, really stepped up. So it all started. I think what happened was. So initially, our second string goalie had to get hip surgery, and ended up getting hip surgery in both hips. Then I think our first string goalie got a concussion, and so she was out for a little bit. Then we moved on to our third string goalie, who I think then also got a concussion or had some sort of knee injury at something or some point. So then we had no goalies, and then we were we were we were emailing around, looking around, and so one of the tennis girls she played high school hockey, and so. She ended up suiting in net against Ohio State and made, I think, 48 saves or something insane. And she she was on the bench for a couple other games, but that in itself, her name's Avery Stilwell, was something I've never seen before. And then finally, we moved on to our fifth goalie. We got a transfer from Penn State out about, I think, semester, and she wasn't supposed to play. But then our first two got hurt again, and Avery's tennis season started again. So she had to she had to finish the season out for us. So we've, but the cool thing is that we've I think we've won with all three like three or four goalies, or three goalies in net this year. So but I think
0: three
2: of them have gotten goalie of the week. On, yeah, <laughs> from our league. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Wow. So they played well when they were in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the chances Avery's back next year, ready to go?
3: Uh, I'm not sure. I think she likes tennis a little bit more, but <laughs> she was good to have around the locker room. She's a fun person. That is cool.
0: Shout out, Avery. That's awesome Huge that you out. bailed out the gals. That's that's very
1: cool. You know, take us through a day in the life of a Maverick hockey player on practice day. What What's a general day, Anna?
2: Um, Mondays and Wednesdays, we have lift at 9 a.m., and then we practice from about... 10 30 ish to probably 11 and then after that it's just kind of recovery and then a lot of us have class um starting at about like one ish and then throughout the whole entire night <laughs> and then when i don't know sneak in homework whenever you can and we all live in it's called college town so it's all the i think it's a hundred something houses all in one little neighborhood so we all live next to each other so if we have some extra time we'll go to each other's houses and hang out and play whatever. I guess in the springtime and in the fall, we play a lot of spike ball or volleyball and just hang out as much as we can.
1: And then uh, how about on game day? Charlotte, what's a game day like?
3: So for us, it kind of depends if we're at home and also depends on if the guys are playing. But if we just have like a regular 6 o'clock game, wake up, pregame skate, somewhat early in the morning, maybe around 10-ish, Get on ice. Got to get on the ice. Move around a bit. Then pregame meal. Go back to the house and then nap. Do do whatever you need to do to get ready for the game. Show up to the rink probably two hours before or so, and then game time. Not not much thinking going on during those kind <laughs> during those days.
0: So tell us about your facility here in Mankato. It looks, uh, Coach uh, Harrington took us on a little bit of a tour, and it looks pretty doggone first class to us.
2: Yeah, we are very, very lucky. I mean, there's really nothing that we could ask for more. Like it's, we have the nicest weight room I've seen in a long time in a college facility. Um, training room is amazing as well, and even just like the ice is such good ice every single day. Like they do such a nice job and. Another shout out to Mark, our janitor, who keeps this place absolutely spotless. And he's one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. So, yeah, we can't ask for anything more.
1: Nice. Pretty nice. You know, we've talked about different teams in the WCHA and how tough the competition is. Who do you guys believe is the toughest team that you guys face each year? Charlotte? Charlotte?
3: I think I'd have to say Ohio State. I know from a defenseman's perspective, they're, they they forecheck, and they're a team that really works and gets on pucks, so it just makes our jobs a lot harder. And while they're still working really hard, they're a very skilled team offensively too. So just kind of all over the rink, you, you don't have any time against them. So the game's just a lot more fast-paced, and they're pressuring you constantly. So I'd have to say Ohio she took the words right out of my mouth. I was gonna say the same thing.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. So Anna, you gotta tell us a little bit about your season this year. You had been uh invited to be a part of the United States national team and you, you trained and traveled with those gals throughout December mm-hmm. and then you were not able to make the the Olympic team. Right. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and congratulations on that Thank achievement? You so that's much. that's Thank pretty you. amazing.
2: Thank you. Yeah, so I think it was in September maybe, Coach Harrington called me up to his office and I really had no idea that I was going to get called up to be able to do that, but he kind of let me know and then probably about a week later, the commissioner for the U.S. team um, called me and kind of made it official and sent out all the contracts and everything, so that all started on October 1st and then I was there through around like December middle of December, probably that I got cut, but I don't know, throughout that whole time, it was just such an incredible honor. Just every single day waking up and just going to train with those girls, um, you're surrounded by the best. And I learned so much more than I can even count. Um, and the coaching there was just incredible. And just being able to travel around, we went to New Mexico, New York, um, up to Canada kind of all over the place and Chip, just chippewa falls, falls. <laughs> yeah how can i forget <laughs> back to the home t- the stomping grounds um yeah it was just it was such an honor and it i wouldn't have done it any other way if i could go back
0: what about
1: 2026
2: i mean i think i have to try i would i would think so <laughs> yeah. too i'd highly recommend it thank you <laughs> yeah, good for you thank you
1: you know you're on the ice with those olympians um is there a different uh, competition level compared to college for that team?
2: Um, I mean, I think everybody at this level in the college level is competitive. That's why we're here. But there's kind of a different level of professionalism, I would say, and the way that people show up to the rink and just kind of how they treat their bodies, um, their recovery, and I don't know, just kind of how they carry themselves. And I definitely learned a lot from that. And just the the biggest thing that I noticed was their attention to detail in the game. Like in practice, as a defenseman, if I'm trying to cover in front of the net, just the little things that the forwards would do to make themselves open just at the right time so that they can bury the puck. Um, so that was definitely an adjustment, especially in the beginning. Um It was kind of I was almost starstruck when I first got there like I had been to camps and stuff and I knew the girls but it was just a whole different ball game being in practice every single day with them and just kind of in that grind with them. So
1: did uh when you when Coach Harrington called you and said, "Hey, come up to my office." Did you eventually learn what it was about your game that attracted the US uh uh national team to invite you?
2: Um yeah, and I kind of had known that one of the girls had gotten hurt, so i didn't I didn't honestly know where I was kind of in their depth chart. I didn't really have the highest hopes like I didn't really think that there was a chance for me to get invited, but I don't know i had 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 meetings with their coaches um during past camps, so I did know that I was kind of in the picture, but yeah, once I got there, I definitely had a lot more one on one feedback from the coaching staff there
1: from your perspective. What player on that team stood out the most?
2: Um, I would say speed-wise, I'd say Kendall Coyne. I oh, mean, she's yeah. <laughs> like the fastest woman in the game, and just going in a straight one-on-one with her is just good luck. I mean, <laughs> you're not gonna win it. Um, I would say Brianna Decker is one of the hardest people to play against. Just her grittiness, tough injury for her. Yeah, very tough. I've
0: wow. Yeah. yeah
2: so terrible to watch, but yeah her grittiness is just something that I've never seen before talking about in front of the net. You do not want to be there with that girl <laughs> um and then I would also have to mention Hillary Knight and just her knack for scoring goals um you think you have her covered, and it's you, you don't <laughs> like she <laughs> <you> just somehow <laughs> finds a way to just sneak that right past you, so I would say those three,
1: you know Charlotte um. WCHA, going back to college here, you've gone up against some extremely talented players yourself. Is there somebody that stands out to you that when you're one-on-one with them, you think, oh, man, (laughs) this is the one I don't want to go up against?
3: Uh, I'm just thinking about, I think, Gophers and Heisey Taylor Heise is a pretty easy answer. She's a really shifty player and just – I don't know, again, like what Anna said, when you think you have them, she's highly skilled enough to just make that extra move or that extra fake and just is just extremely deceptive in her play that you hate going on a one-on-one with her.
1: And what do you do in your game when you know that that talented person is, is coming down the ice? What do you bring to the table to say, I'm going to shut her down?
3: I think it kinda of starts I mean before just gap and taking away their space and just limiting as like their other options too, I mean, just just gapping up and taking away their space and being physical with them. If they can't like use their stick or whatever, just kind of crunch them hope for the best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I like it. A little All right, physical I like that. play there. Yeah, no
0: no checking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crunch you know, and, and that and brings for up the best. The next question, you know <laughs> in, in, in women's hockey you're not allowed to quote check. But I gotta assume that there's times when you guys like to rub a little elbow into the boards once in a while and, and make sure that the person's cut off. Is yeah, that there's, true?
2: There's definitely it's definitely a lot more physical, I think, than people realize and that's kind of the first thing a lot of people say when they go to their maybe their first women's game is like wow that was physical like we do it's not open ice hitting but we do kind of rub each other out and i don't know i think it's a pretty physical game especially in this league
1: yeah a lot on the wall in mm-hmm. front of the net mainly yeah. yeah so what's off season like what do you guys do in the off season to make sure you're ready for the next year
2: I mean, we all come here for, I think it's five weeks Mm -hmm. in the summer and train together. We have an amazing trainer's name's Tommy, who works with us five days a week in the summer. And then we skate usually three or four times in there with a skills guy. And that's kind of the same thing when we're at home. Just we usually have like somebody that you kind of grew up training with, a skills person or a skating coach, whatever it is. And then usually working
4: out
0: about five, six days a week, I would say. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I mean, Charlotte, are you in Eau Claire during the the time that you're not down here? And then Anna, are you in Hudson? Do you gals get together? Is there somebody that, you know, like, let's say they, you meet in River Falls, everybody goes there? Or how does that usually look?
3: I think for, I mean, for us, we kind of, we're only an hour away from each other. So, I mean, we we see each other a decent amount, mm-hmm. sometimes go to concerts together, things like that, or just random days, maybe hiking or something. But, yeah, I'm in Eau Claire for when I'm, like, for, for with the exception of those five weeks in Mankato.
1: Is there a particular skill that you guys try to work on in the off season to make sure you have it either as good or better for the next season?
2: Um, I know for me personally I shoot a lot of pucks in the summer. I have a garage at my house that has a net in it, and I shoot pretty much every day when I'm home in Hudson.
1: How many how many pucks a day are you shooting?
2: It uh, kind of depends on the day. It's kind of a lot. I don't know, probably like two hundred ish.
1: Wow, Charlotte.
2: <laughs> I don't shoot as many pucks as Anna, <laughs> but I think for me, I
3: just like my like working out and training. I think really helps my shot personally and then just she stick handling and <laughs> work on side. she's got plenty going for her there yeah. <laughs> but just stick handling and working on my hands so yeah I think that's what works best for,
0: best for me. So yeah. ladies you know uh, we we talked about all your accolades and uh, you both had just phenomenal careers uh, both uh, on the ice and, and academically so, and you both are doing great academically so once things are said and done here in in Mankato, what are your plans for the future?
2: Um, I think I, well, I have to go to grad school for my major, so that will definitely be on the docket, and then just I'm going to keep playing as long as I can. As long as you can? Yeah.
0: Any um, aspirations to any of the professional leagues with the women?
2: Um, I was thinking, as of now, I'm not sure if this will change, but I was thinking of going to Europe for a year or two and playing. I have a couple of friends that play in Sweden right now that are really – enjoying it so been thinking about that lately
0: chance to see a different part of the Mm -hmm. world that would be fun Yeah, definitely how about you charlotte
2: yeah mine's pretty similar i have
3: to finish up grad school and then i think just seeing wherever i can play after college just not sure exactly where yet but whatever opportunity presents itself
1: you know if i was a young hockey player and I'm looking up at you, too. You're back in your hometown, and you're out skating on the rinks with the younger generations. What wisdom would you want to pass on to these young hockey players who want to get to the level that you guys have gotten to?
3: I think, for me, it's just compete with yourself. Like you, You're not going to be the exact same hockey player as anybody else. Nobody's going to play the same game. You can look up to people. You can take things from people, but... As long as you're trying to challenge yourself and better yourself every single day, like you're gonna be your own you're gonna be your best competition. So just really focus on that.
0: That was
2: really good. Thank you, Anna.
1: <laughs> yeah, what she said.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna second that.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. Both of you coming back next year to Mankato, correct? Correct. Yes. What is the goal for next year for the Mavericks?
2: Um obviously I wasn't playing this year, but just seeing kind of the shift that the girls were able to accomplish throughout this whole season, no matter which goalie was playing, how many people were hurt, how many people were dressing up. But um, I think just kind of taking that next step into just having that expectation of winning hockey games. I mean, I think when I first came in, it was kind of more of like, oh, like, let's stay in this game. And then now I think we have the numbers, we have the players, we have the skill to really kind of make a run for it nice. this coming year. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting.
1: You seem pumped up about it.
2: Very, and it was it was so hard to just not play like oh, the past. I was thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. It must have been tough. Yeah, but it's kind of just made me hungrier for yeah. this coming year.
1: Look out, WCHA. <laughs> yeah. Here comes Anna. <laughs> well, both of them got a big smile on their face, yeah. you know. I... <laughs> I think Charlotte's ready to lay the boom down on I a think she people. is too, man. I'm glad I'm not going to be out there. <laughs> you know, one thing we haven't asked you guys, is there a jokester on the team or the biggest chirper who uh, is kind of makes things uh, feel a little bit lighter in the locker room? Any stories? it's Charlie you can here. Sh- oh, is that right?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, any stories you can share? Um,
2: <laughs> let me think. I mean, well, for starters, she is – just has the funniest one liners that I think I've ever heard in my life. And after going, I went to her house for a weekend in the summer and just being around her family. And they are all the exact same, like just <laughs> so funny. And they're all just like carbon copies of each other and just bounce off of each other. But I'm trying to think of like a prank you've done. She's not really a big prankster. It's more well, of just. I mean, I did one to
3: you, but it was kind of a dumb one. I mean, it just like taped over your stick. You yeah. didn't notice for like a couple practices, maybe. Yeah, just your fault, but I don't know.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just. I'm, I don't really think I'm as much of a prankster. I'm just. I'm just kind of there. I'm just lingering, waiting for something just to happen. so funny though.
1: <laughs> so you can. So you can pounce.
0: Yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right.
1: Anything that's happened on the road that's a little bit embarrassing that you could bring back to the table? Hmm. Anything?
3: Let me think for a second.
1: Oh, they're they're concentrating hard here, Mo. Well, <laughs> while they're while they're doing that, you know, I've got to say that this has been a pretty enjoyable uh, experience talking to these uh, Lady Mavericks and it's collegiate hockey players.
0: It's been fun. Uh, like it, like I keep saying, you know, they've uh, accomplished a lot, and uh, they're kind of just getting going. I mean, finishing up their college career here, and then um, sky's the limit for them after that. it Sounds like, yeah, looks it like. is.
1: Ladies, it's been a pleasure. Any last uh, parting comments or shout-outs before we uh, we let you go?
3: Uh, can I shout-out Andy Bradford? He was my team <laughs> Wisconsin coach. I forgot to mention him earlier, but he was also a big part of my hockey career, and I know I'd get yelled at if I didn't mention him. So
2: thank you, Mr. Bradford. <laughs> <Nice>
1: <laughs> Very good. Anna, anybody else?
2: Uh, I don't think so. All
1: right, we got it all hit on the head. Mogi. No,
0: just thanks for taking the time to, to speak with us, and uh, we look forward to – seeing what happens with the Mankato Mavericks yeah, next thank year. Thank
2: you guys so much for having us. It
3: was
0: yeah. fun.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: Oh, you're welcome, ladies. Uh, don't go away. We still have our Medical Minute and special guest. Our special guest today is Aubrey from the Eau Claire
0: Stars. Mogi. Aubrey, thanks for making the trek over from Menominee. Great to have you today.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: You know, Aubrey, tell us a little bit about the Eau Claire Stars. What level hockey is that? 14U. 14 you and do you have to try out for the team or is it more a a situation where as long as you're there you get to be on the team
5: as long as you're there you're on the team
1: all right do you know how many players you have on that team 14 14 okay she had her fingers up there to try and count i think (laughs) moog help from dad there i think yeah but at the end of this year your team got to go to state, right? Yeah. Uh, how was that feeling that you guys were able to play in state?
5: It was a pretty good feeling.
1: All right. Were your teammates pretty pumped up about the whole deal? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Okay. <laughs> Where was state at? Verona. All right. Is that a rink that you've played in before? Yeah. All right. So you were familiar with the territory then? Yeah. First game coming out of the gate, you play the Junior Fury. How'd you guys do? We won 3-2. to And what position did you play?
5: Goalie.
1: Goalie. So you helped your team out. I think she did pretty good with only letting two goals in, Mo. Sounds what do you think? like
0: it, man. You know, that's she's the last line of defense. That's a huge position on the rink there. Yeah.
1: How'd that feel to come out with a win on that one? Pretty good. But you said before the podcast you played those guys twice before and you beat them, right? Yeah. But were you playing goalie at that time?
5: No, I didn't play at all.
1: You didn't play at all. So now you're going in against a team you haven't actually played against. Yeah. So now you beat them. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. You know, they often say
0: it's hard to really beat a team three times in, in a year. So the fact that they were able to make that sweep, that's a
1: big deal. Heck yeah. Um, second game. <laughs> pretty tough, huh? Yeah. Tell tell our listeners what happened in that one.
5: We lost in double overtime.
1: Ooh, what was the score? Do you remember? No. Was it five to four? Yeah. Five to four. And what was the bummer about that goal that you talking to us about before <laughs> we started the podcast?
5: One of my teammates from a different team scored the last goal.
1: <sighs> so, Aubrey, the different team that you play on, what team is that? Wheel. Wheel. That's the Wisconsin Elite Hockey League, huh? Yeah. And you play that in the fall and the spring? Yeah. So last fall, you're playing on this wheel hockey team with this teammate, And now you go to state, and she fires a shot and scores on you.
0: Not only that, JC, but now that that season's over, it sounds like this week the wheel team gets back together and they go to nationals, and lo and behold, that gal will be back on Aubrey's team. (laughs) Oh, how does that make you feel, young lady?
5: Well, it kind of, I don't know. (laughs) A
0: little bit weird. One minute she's an opponent, and the next minute, you're, you're stopping shots for her on your own team.
5: Yeah. I just hope she doesn't shoot on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet the rest of the players on your team hope so, too, <laughs> and want, their
1: coaches. <laughs> you want to give a shout-out to who that teammate is?
5: Kaya Yarrington.
1: All right. She's she a pretty good player, though? Yeah. All right. So what do you like best about playing hockey?
5: Uh, probably winning.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who are the teammates you like playing hockey with? can't think of any
5: there's a lot
1: there's a lot okay who's your uh, 14u hockey coach
5: well kathy Mallet, Corey wright and dave flood
1: are they pretty decent people to play hockey for yeah all right and uh do you want to give out a shout to anybody that's really helped you out to get you where you are today in hockey I think she's i think the cat's got her tongue here Mo. well
0: uh sometimes people say you know uh maybe some of their first coaches sometimes people talk about uh you know who it was that got them involved in the first place you know maybe maybe your parents had an influence on you one way or another i don't know
5: probably my coach cory because oh. he was like my goalie coach oh nice.
1: all right nice so going into this uh, wheel this spring, are you going to play uh, play goalie again? Yeah. Okay. So even though you lost at the state tournament in that double overtime, still want to keep playing hockey? Yeah. But there was a turnaround. Your team came back and won the next game to get third place in state. Was the team pretty pumped up? Yeah. Okay. All well, right.
0: Probably be a banner at the rink then, hanging over the ice. Be there forever. Yeah, and you'll you'll be a part of that. That's that's, I I love those when you see those banners hanging up at the rinks. Pretty you know, cool. People Can say hey, I was on that team. That's pretty neat. Not everybody
1: gets one. Aubrey, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Well, can Mogi? I ask one
0: more question. Oh, absolutely. All right. So now wheel's going to be you're going to be playing wheel, and then then next year, what happens to you?
5: I'm going to be on the Sabres high school team.
0: Sabres High School, so that's the uh, CFM team, the Chippewa Falls Menominee team that uh, just a couple years ago won the won the girls' state high school championship. So and I know you have some players carrying over from that team. So let's hope uh, let's hope the Sabres have great luck next year with you in the net. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Aubrey, thank you very much, Mogi. Hey, thanks for coming, Aubrey. Appreciate having you on the show. Thanks.
1: All right, here we go with our medical minute. For today's Medical Minute, we have Lynn, an athletic trainer from Chippewa Valley Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Lynn, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you very much for having me today. I just wanted to touch base a little bit as to what an athletic trainer is all about and what I'm all about when I'm covering hockey games. I've been doing this since I was about 14. Um, When I was in high school, I started, and I've been doing this for a long time, so we won't tell them how many years exactly, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> that's a woman's prerogative, right there.
4: <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, as an athletic trainer, we are, you know, college educated, have master's degrees. We're a healthcare professional, and we are there to care for the athlete. Um, personally, I find it very humbling to be able to be the one that parents, coaches, athletes trust to take care of their son, daughter. As an athlete, um, in the best way possible, um, it's it it is. It's very humbling to be that person and and do the best job for that athlete. Not just for the time being, for that particular game, that particular moment, but what's going to happen to them for the rest of their lives with any particular injury that they may have. Um, so, you know, as I'm going out on a fi- on the ice or the field or wherever I might be covering an event my first thought is I'm expecting the absolute worst to be out there. That way I'm prepared for what I might have to encounter. And, but I'm hoping for the best that I get out to that athlete and there really isn't anything that needs to be taken care of and they're just fine. So, um, you know, that's where I'm coming from with that. I'm going to make the Evaluation of the athlete, Um, if it's a medical emergency, do we need an EMS on the ice? Um, Is it something that I can take the athlete off the ice myself and evaluate them better on the bench or in the locker room? Um, I don't see jersey colors when I go on the ice. It doesn't matter if I'm covering my home team. I'm also there for the visiting team as well, and they're treated equally. Um, It's just that's an individual, and this is Um, something that's happening to them, and I want to make sure I'm doing my best for them. So um, as far as being an athletic trainer, as I said, I've been doing this a very long time. Um, I thoroughly enjoy what I do. I feel like um, I get a big kick out of the kids um, when I'm interacting with them. Um, They help keep me young, and I just feel like, you know, if I can do anything to help them, that's what I'm there for. So Um, I've seen a lot of stuff in my time on the ice and I've been with a lot of great coaches, a lot of great athletes and, um, been to the state tournament several times. Well, lots of several times (laughs) 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 with a few teams, um, and in the Chippewa Valley. And I just really, you know, that's been my gig for a long time.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. And a huge thank you to our audience. We'd like to thank our featured guests, Charlotte Akrovic and Anna Wilgren. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Riverside Bike and Skate and LSM Chiropractic. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Visit us on our website at thebreakoutsessions.com. And remember, until our next episode, stay on your inside edges.